Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin', my niggas? PSA Hip Hop. Salutations to all my niggas, man. Niggas been, <laughs> feel like I haven't been on the show in a long time, my niggas. Been dealing with a lot of, my my my, my granddaughter's birthday was over um this week. Had spent a lot of time with the family. You know, son starting school, school shopping. Had to get him right. This, that, the third, man. Let me get my bro right up in here, man. Hold up. Watson, what's good, my G? Had to get your son right, man. What's good, man? How was that? What's up? Uh, I got to go back more school shopping today, my G. Not looking forward to this, man. Even though with boys, it's different than girls. Because when my son is in and out with girls, they want to stop at this store, this store, try this outfit on. My son just want to get his kicks and just get a couple of shirts and we out. But nah, um, let's get right into this, my nigga. RBE. Rare Breed Entertainment. If niggas did not see the pay-per-view, obviously AR battled this week, my nigga. Math Hoffa. This our Brooklyn dude versus Yak Town in this bitch. Mr. Ill Will. Now, before we get into the particulars, Watson, I know you rock a math heavy. You chopped it up with math, y'all. Y'all got your own personal relationships out of sight of battle rap. You Cortez, you and math chopping it up at pizza stores. This, that, and the third. Neither here nor there. But going into this battle, my nigga, I got to keep it real with you, bro. I thought this was going to be a tall order for math offer. How did you feel going into this battle? I felt great. I felt it would be a, a great battle. A nice style clash of both. Talk that street shit. One talk about it from Yak Town. And you know, math reps BK to the fullest. So I thought it was going to be a very entertaining battle. And it turned out to be a very entertaining battle. Did you feel math was the underdog going into this battle? Because I felt that way. I felt like a lot of people was riding with ill will. No, no, I didn't. I did not feel that way at all. I had no reason to feel that way. You had no reason to feel that way? Nope. I mean, all right. Math is, all right. Is it safe to say Math is having a great run so far this year? And it's good to see niggas like him, whether you felt you won or lost, still come out and, and perform well. Listen, I've always known Math could do this. Math showed every battle rapper how to grind in 2013. When he was battling okay. every single week, you remember that run he did. Of course, he was battling of course. everybody. Okay, um, so to me, but there's been a slippage. Hold on, there's been a slippage, and even Matt said in this battle, my nigga, and I quote, some battles he hasn't taken serious. Now it's funny. I've interviewed Matt after his Sneak Eyes battle, Watson, right? And I asked him. I said, Yo, bro, it seems like you had more fun. You look more relaxed on stage. You look less stressful when I'm looking at you on stage. And he said he's in a good point in his life, I think sometimes as fans, we don't take into consideration, Watson, that a lot of these guys have outside situations going on outside of battle rap, and, and yeah, they're getting paid to do, to do a service, but in writing those rhymes, sometimes your mind might not be into it because you got other shit going on. Do we, do we take that, do you feel that we do not take that into consideration as a battle rap community? We don't take it into consideration, and we should because real as as we know with recently, outside life, stuff that happens outside real life, really takes precedent over battle rap. 
and Mathis had a lot of outside stuff throughout the course of how how we've known him. Uh, right now, though, he seemed very focused, and he seemed like he was in his bag, so to speak. So this was a very, very entertaining battle. Um, What's your take on Ill Will, before we get into the rounds and all that, what's your take on Ill Will's battle rap career since you've been watching him from afar? I like Ill Will. I'm a fan of Ill Will. Ill Will, to me, has all the traits to be a great battle rapper. He can rebuttal. He can freestyle. He has humor. And he has raw street shit. So I like uh, I like everything Ill Will has to bring to the table. And you know what's funny, Watson, when you're saying that, bro? While I'm watching the battle, right? Am I am I right on this when I make this um statement right here that was this more like a mirror match because both these guys can be aggressive and both these guys have humor. And I didn't look into I didn't look into that until I actually watched the battle, bro. And I'm like, yo, there's similarities between Math Hoffa and Ill Will on their approach when they're coming at a po- opponent. Did you feel that way at all? Because I felt that way. They're different. This this street, but they're different. Um, so I I didn't look at it I didn't look at it that way. I just looked at it that this is going to be a, a dope battle with two dudes who know how to capture street essence, but also make you want to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Without being corny. So that's that's what I get from both of them. All right, my G. Let's get into round one. Math Hoffa sets this off. Watson. Um, first off, he's talking about his brother who um, beat stage four cancer. Shout out to to your fam, to your brother, Mafar, for, for beating stage four cancer. Um, Watson, you work in a hospital, so I can imagine all the kind of, kind of things you've seen throughout your 20 years working at the hospital um, when it comes to patients, whether it's somebody getting shot or somebody dealing with cancer, um, this down the third. So shout out to Mafar for, for his brother having a speedy recovery uh, for beating stage four cancer. Um, first thing Matt said is you came into the game bullying vets and how you came in, how I came into, he came into the game bullying vets, Watson, and how Ill Will came into the game bullying rookies. There's a lot of truth. People hear that line and, and they might gloss over that line, Watson, but I can't gloss over that because for the simple fact, Matt has a point. Was it Matt for coming into this game telling Murder Mook? And um, T-Rex, he don't give a fuck about them. Even took shots at Lux. He, he came into the game coming at the big dogs with ill will. You know, um, what's, the, what's your boy, Johnny Alcatraz and um, the other cat, Duggan, whatever his name was, he battled before that, before Johnny Alcatraz. And then, you know, Tay Rock at the time, DNA. So their approaches in battle rap has been different. Maybe it's easy for Math because he was on a smack DVD knocking dose the fuck out. So is it fair for Math to say that? It was a, it was a, it was there was nothing creative about that line. That was just a line that he said. I didn't I didn't think much of it to be honest. Because uh, when you battled Iron Solomon on Smack DVDs, I wasn't thinking mm. Iron Solomon was in it. Okay, so I didn't think that. So I, no, that no, 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 not, not at the time. Watch, you're right. Not at the time, brother. But now that you, I mean, obviously, fast forward from 2010 to 2018 now. And Math is bringing up how their approaches in battle rap has been different. Um, but, but but that's fine. 
Mm. I thought the Tristan Thompson line was cool. Um, taking Jews before Thanos. That was a dope line. Um, why why, why mass, was that line dope to you? Wait, wait. Why was that line dope? Well, that's to me, to you movie buffs, to you movie heads out there. I know how much these Thanos lyrics that I've been hearing for the last month and a half but what means a lot to you guys. No line, no. You highlighted what made that dope. It was dope. But what made it dope? You just can't just say Thanos for no reason. It's a reason why he said it. To taking Jews before Thanos. Yeah, that's 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 you more, that's, more, that's, you more, that's more that's more up your alley. You're the movie guy so of the show. You're the comic book guy. You still have fucking so, 200 comics so in the attic, boxed up somewhere in your crib. So I will tell you, the Jews are all on Thanos' arm. So that's a hot fire line. Because Thanos has all the jewels on his wrist. On his arm. So a man said that that's a fire line. Because Thanos be rocking the jewels, man. The Infinity Gem. That was look, a at, look at fire your voice when you say that, though. Look at your voice. Look at, look at your voice. Because <laughs> the whole point of Thanos is the jewels. The whole enemy at the bottom is jewels. And, and Matt freaked it. It's a fire line. I was hoping you, you, you would point that out. Well, I pointed out because I know guys like you who appreciate lines like that. And I thought Mickey about your ass. Pause. And Chilla Jones and Mickey Sachs and Chilla Jones and everybody else. Fire line. Um, Math talked about ill will pistol whipping a chick a lot in these rounds. I, 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 I don't know how true that is. I don't. I mean, he talked about it more than once. Um, the Calico backed out twice. Line was cool. I saw math. Some parts of his first song was kind of choppy. Stumble over some words here and there. I don't want to be petty guy on that. Um, what did you think about Math Hopper's first round, my G? Solid, solid first round. Um, we saw the stumble over. Don't you, me and you, yo, we just going to gloss over it? We saw it. Me and you, you both mm-hmm. saw it. So what, we just going to gloss over it? My nigga, I, I brought it up. I mean, it was, it, okay. math is my god, but it, it was clear as day. There was some. I mean, it was it was it a bad stumble though, or was it like you're going so fast that you okay, stumble so over words? Like, can, can, you, can you deduct points from dudes that's going fast and be stumbling here and there? It was a solid first round. It wasn't flawless. It was solid. It was not flawless. Okay. Um, it will set his first round off, um, knocking Jim's outline. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. That's the humor that you and I talked about. Um, I like that line. I, it was funny. It was funny. Um, Will saying he had a daughter pointed at math and said, you ain't claiming the, claiming, um, claiming you, though. And obviously, the, he's talking about the infamous battle with T-Top and math when math had a child that day and decided to battle. He, he, he talked about that. Um Algebra math class line was solid, but I feel like uh, Watson. I've heard math algebra lines before, so a lot of math flips. I mean, how many? How creative can you get with math flips when this guy's been battling since how long, and he's heard math flips for years? But you know I don't know. You can't take the, no, no, because you just earlier you said 
Matthews at Thanos line. You've been hearing Thanos a lot, right? Battle rappers use the same formulas for different people. If you battle math, you're going to do a But Thanos, hold on, my nigga. Thanos is more recent than math flips, my nigga. We've been hearing math flips for years. That's all I'm saying. And you're always, years. And you're, and you're always going to hear it, and the question is who can be the most creative with it. I thought Ill Will was creative with his math flips. I felt them. I don't, I don't feel, oh, why are you doing math? His name is math. Flip his name. I like seeing that. I like seeing that. That's his name. Attack the person's name. That is a part of battle rap all the time. How many times are you going to hear people go, core this, core that? They always it does get repetitive me. after a while, though. That's what I'm saying. It does get repetitive after a while, my G. That's all I'm saying. I don't have a problem Pay with rock flip, rock flips. Like, you know, like. I don't have a problem. I don't. I don't I don't have a problem with name flips at all, man. That's your name and, and battle rappers get creative and flipping it. I have no issue Some with that. Sometimes repetitive. Um okay. the math to the line was alright. Um the Jaheem won't make it home tonight. Obviously Jaheem had a song won't make it home tonight line. I thought that was that one was, of Ill's best lines in this round in my Ill opinion. Line. That was an ill line, man. And 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 you gotta highlight that I felt ill turned up after math every single time. Like, every time math would go, ill will took the energy level up another notch. His energy level was different. It was it was high-octane energy. <clears throat> um, ill will talked about math talking during ill will's rounds or summer madness, I guess, when he battled Tayrock. Um, the shoot off the leg, dirt. Nowitzki line, I thought that was clever as hell. I thought I heard that before also. Um, Ill Will ended the round saying these judges don't fuck with him, and I didn't like how Ill Will ended his round too much. I feel this is a debatable round. Edge math. I'm just edging math in this first round. Talk to me, my G. This is a hard round, man, because I, I liked both of them, man. I liked both of them. And the problem with this is if you edge somebody in this round, you might they might that might be enough for them to win the battle. Because this is how close this battle was in my opinion. So oh God man. I'm gonna I'm going to agree with you with you. Light edge to math, man. Light. Can you understand if someone gave ill will this round though? Yes, I can understand it. I can understand it, and I won't be mad at anybody who gives ill will this round. Like I said, this was a style clash, and it was a and it's preference. And if somebody said something more to your liking than you, then you'll go with them. But you know, solid outings on both. Now, here's the thing about this. Ill Will got through his shit clean and crisp. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. You highlighted Mapped a minuscule stumble, but we 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 just gonna overlook it. But yet we still edging him. So why are we edging him? I'm edging Ill Will. I'm edging Math Hoffa on the strength of. Listen, you said I was. You like the math flips. I just I thought the math flips were okay. I didn't go crazy over the math flips. You know what I'm saying? And if you go back to Ilwa's first round, I felt Watson, and this is just me, 
Um, obviously, him setting up the gym's line, I was cool. Uh, saying his daughter, he had he had jokes here and there, but I just felt Mass, even though he he had stumbleitis issues through this that, and a third, I just I liked his rounds a little bit more. Like he to me he landed a line a line or two here and there that moved me more than it was in the first round. But it's a debatable round, though. I'm not mad if someone has ill will winning this round. And I told Matt off air, this round is debatable. I told Matt off air, he'll tell you how it is. Yo, my nigga, it's debatable, my nigga. Some people got ill will winning that first round. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, it is what it is. But I thought that was a very close round. Um, Round two, now, how can I say this, Watson? The, when he sets off the um, how did Matt set off his first round again? Where am I? At? I'm bugging the fuck out. Dressing like uh, oh, you uh, like you dressing like ninety two, ninety two. <laughs> I thought that was funny as hell. Um, that was funny. He, that was funny. <laughs> hey, will your jeans did look like some shit? I would rock in ninety two, my nigga. When I was doing the charcoal quest dance and shit and, and flavor, flavor and all that, my nigga. That, that was funny how he, how, how Matt said that because I was like, oh man, he, he he cracking on him, he gigging on him. Um, the team Hami promoting that smoke Yak Man line was solid. Um, Ooh, that was that was more than solid, man. That was fire. Well, what I thought was fire was niggas ain't loyal. I let a hollow go. Now, if you're living behind, if you if you're not up on your battle rap history, you know this. Um. I don't want to say issues because I feel like it's one sided issue. I feel like math has more issues with Hollow than Hollow has more issues with math, in my opinion. Um, but that line was 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 cold. Um, Tim on the Av, he can't rock with me, nigga. Thought I was okay, Ooh. rock Av, um, Cave Gang. See, I, see, I obviously. like that more than you, man. I like that more than you. Man. I like the line. I, I like that line. I was, I, I liked it a lot, man. I liked it a lot. Um, the conceited angle, structure angle that Matt took, like how he's saying Ilwell took stars from Brooklyn niggas, he got a star from Khan, and he, what he took from Math. Um, the conceited structure thing, I don't know if that was a reach because I've never listened to Ilwell thinking I, thinking conceited. Now, Math can paint that picture and make us look at it differently now than I did before is one thing. And I liked how Math, when he talked about what Ilwell was taking from certain people, he went into the Jamaican thing. Now, we've heard Math do Jamaican um, angles and talk Jamaican patois. Math, your Jamaican patois is not that great. But neither here nor there, my nigga. Um, we said no Jamaicans at Pontiac was funny. That was hilarious. You've been sweating the flow for a while. You're a Pilates, Matt. That was cold. I thought that line was, was cold. Um, and obviously the dance hall, wheel up, come again. Only West Indian people can really appreciate that line. I thought that line was fire. And then he finished it with, um, you idiot boy, you know, Yachty, you can't talk like that. I thought Math finished that second round flawless. I thought Math, this is one, I thought this was the best, fuck it, I thought it was the best round of the whole battle. Was Math half in second round? Talk to me. Great. That was Math's best round by far. I really was entertained. I felt like I was there when he started going into his bag. I liked how Math was saying to him, you can't fuck with me. 
fuck with me. You like you could feel like he was in it. And I liked how he said it. Now let me just say something that I don't like what Math Hopper does. I hate when he makes references to Smack or URL in other league battles. I, that's a peeve of mine. I should have battled you on Smack when he battled Chilla Jones. This should be on URL. Like, like, just battle these dudes, man, mm, on the league. Okay. On I see and what you're stop saying. saying, you know, this should be on Smack shit, man. You on Smack. You got it popping on Smack. You good there now. I'm with it. I just don't like when you're on other leagues and you bring that up. Nobody else does that. He does that. And that's just a pet peeve of mine. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's just do me. You, but, uh, do I you think, really, really, with ARP, do you think ARP shares your sentiments also? As a league owner, hear him say that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you that's how I feel, man. Because it's like, why are you saying that? This battle's fire on RBE. Don't got to be on smack. Every dope battle does not have to be on smack. I know it pains brothers to hear that. It touches they soul when they hear that. But it's true. There can be dope battles that are not on URL. This was a dope, dope, super ill, funky, fresh round for math. And I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, do you agree it was the best uh, round of the whole battle? No. You don't think that was the best? You don't think Math Hoffa's second round was the best round of the whole battle? Nope. No. Nope. All right. All right. Uh, let's go to Ill Will's second round. Um, interesting to see Ill Will right before he sets off his second round, though, Watson. And Ill Will said it himself. This is the best math we've ever seen. True or false, sir? False. And he only said that because of the crowd reaction. The crowd was so into okay. it, and there was so much crowd participation. And math second that uh, ill will got caught up in the moment. He got caught up in the moment. That was an ill math though, my nigga. We, I, I gotta keep you as much. I haven't seen that math in a. We haven't seen this kind of math in a long time. He's comfortable, smiling, so what, bouncing on stage, doing the yeah. Jersey tours, so bouncing what, all that. You know what I mean? So, so what? Can't say so what, nigga. What do you mean so what? But you so yeah, what? We haven't seen it in a while. No, my nigga. It's okay. good to see niggas like Math, who's a veteran who's been doing this for a long time, where fans. Been, been getting at him. Some of it his fault. He his said this is the best math he ever seen. That's what he said. And I'm saying it ain't the best math I ever seen. So what's the best math then? What's the best math then, nigga? Against ill will is the best round of his career. Hell no. So all right. Hell so no. give me some. Give me some math rounds then. What math round then? Math has rounds against John. John. That's better. Math has okay. rounds against Dope, that's better. Math has rounds against Marv 1, that's better. Math has rounds against Jones, that's better. I don't know if I agree with that. Better. I can agree with that. Math has rounds against Rex, that's better in both battles. Randy on my Tims, I love oh, that man. round. I ain't going to hold you, though. That Randy on my Tims shit was, was, was everything to me. Um, It was, I swear to God, I'm not going to do or say nothing that will make you put your hands on me. Not even a little dose. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Something about a disaster. Yo, that shit was clever. Yo, my nigga, that shit had me rewind that part by ill will, my nigga. I thought that shit was very clever. How you so dose serious chunks of disaster. <laughs> Talk to me, my nigga. So, that was so hilarious. Once again, so once again, 
ill will turned way up in a second. Mm. You just highlighted something that was level penmanship, man. And mm, we catered directly to math. One of the things you always talk about when you talk battle rap is you want the bars directly to the opponent. You don't like when they start talking about other stuff because then you'll say, I've been talking about the opponent. Well, guess what? This was personal and straight to math, only for math, and it was dope the way Ill Will did it, wasn't it? Facts. Um, okay. The Adams family scheme was tough. Um, math cheating on my calculus test line was all right. Once again, you go back to math flips, Watson. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Now I see, um, so I see where we're going to have a difference in this round. I see I, Now mm-hmm. I see where the, our difference is going to come because, because it's the math flips you didn't like. And I love the math flips. I didn't say I didn't like them. I just said they, I mean, you no, did it in the but, first but round. Why, and to go back to the second can, round, you know, yeah, some hit, something hit, that's all. Now, now I know why it's taken, now I know why you're taking away from the dopeness of this round. I'm not taking nothing with a dope list. I'm simply pointing out the lyrics that I'm hearing, my brother. And you're going back to math flips than you did in the first round. Some hit, some didn't hit. I mean, what do you say? Got a youngin that don't know how to add, but he know how to subtract math. Like, I mean, come on, subtract math, my nigga. Like, you never heard subtract math lines before? That's all I'm saying. Listen, I got math off of winning round two. Talk to me, man. I thought round two from Ill Will was is, is, was equal to math's round two. That's how really? I, I, I thought I thought Ill Will turned all the way up. I thought Ill Will turned all the way up. And what made it dope was that math's second was so fire that Ill Will matched it with more intensity. That's how I looked at Ill Will's second round. Yeah, Mass had more humor and more jokes, the Jamaican thing and all that. You know what I'm saying? I, I got so who you got winning the round then? You sound like you got ill will. Got ill will. You got ill will winning the second round. Yep. Wow, interesting. Okay, really? So you got ill will beating Mass second round, my nigga? Really? Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, round three, math. The um, Will Smith intro song was funny. How he did the Will Smith intro shit. Um, talked about a DNA angle and um, comparing a chick to Ill Will by going to KOTD. I didn't, I didn't like the angle too much, man. I'm gonna keep it tall, my dude. Um, Ill Will hopping from URL, the King of the Die, and RB angle was could have been a little bit better to me. Um, not saying he's bitch made. Talk was just okay. You know when he kept saying you're not bitch made, whatever. I thought that was I. You know what I mean? Um, the sunflower seed sound effect was okay. The Bonnie Godiva angle about ill will saying Matt took Bonnie from him was alright. Uh, my favorite line from this round was since you lying on your dick, you can sleep on your stomach. I thought that was that was cold. And um, I did cold. like the bitches. I did like the bitches been switching up on Will since Aunt Vivian. I did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, yo, that was cold. yo, 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 my G. That was, that was cold. That was, that was cold, man. That was cold. Um, You can say your losses come from the top tiers. I lose when I do not care. See, Matt talks about that. 
You can say your losses come from top tiers. I'll lose when I do not care. So he's basically admitting that, yo, sometimes I don't give a fuck. It goes back to what I said earlier. Dudes be going through shit, personal shit, and maybe they don't care about the battle. I don't co-sign that shit. But there's honesty behind what he's saying. Um, what do you think about Mavs second round, third round, my G? Loved it. I love Mavs third round, man. I love okay, all the stuff in my life, mm-hmm. man. I was really, I was really into Mavs third round, man. Really into third round. Really, really, I really fucked with the so third that was round. Weakest oh, round. Hard well, body. I'm telling you how I fucked with it. Yeah, yeah, I fucked with it. Okay. Um, it was third round. I know some people say, here goes Will with the math flips again. But I thought he said it off. He said off his, his um, third round. It was performance and jokes were on one in this round, man. The Boyster Man, Wani Lifeline was hilarious. The Jamaican angle, we're bringing his mans out. That shit slopped. I got to keep it real, Ill Will. Wait for it. Archie Buck Award. Did not like that. But overall, I thought Ill Will had a better third round. The math off. I got math off for two one, my nigga. Talk to me. Uh, edge math off for two one. I like math second better. I edge math in the first, gave Will a second. Edge math in the third. Uh, the Jamaican really? joint did not work to me at all. That really hurt Will to me. Um, you know Jamaican accent and slang better than anybody, so. Mm-hmm. Tell me why that Jamaican, bringing the Jamaican on there didn't work. Well, bringing him on was cool because he sounded like he had a, he had, I mean, obviously he's not with Team Homie, he's rocking the Homie shirt. Um, the brother did seem like he had West Indian roots. You know what I mean? When you come from Jamaican background, we've had accents, we've had Jamaican, sometimes our parents talk to us in Pato so much that I talk so fucking fast that sometimes I talk in Pato to my family, my father-in-law, you've heard him talk in the background before. It, it, it hit. But I don't think the last part of what he was saying, he, he stumbled or fucked up a word or something like that. Crisp enough. You know what I mean? But he, he said it off good. Listen, Ilwill. But what I liked about it, Ilwill kept going on, though. And I think Ilwill knew that, yo, my man, you know, we practiced this shit. You ain't really, you know what I'm saying? You ain't really, the way we rehearsed it, it didn't come out crisp and all that. But besides that, I still get Ilwill that round, my dude. Okay. So, you know I mean? overall... Right. Overall, how do you rate and judge the battle? From a scale of 1 to 10? No, 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 no. Or who you got winning? Oh, I got math 2-1. I got round 1, edge of math, round 2, math, and round 3, it will. Okay. So we we saw this battle different, but this is what I'll say about the battle. It was a fun, entertaining battle that I enjoyed. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Mm -hmm. for the reason is, man, because I'm a battle rap veteran, I like seeing the vets who I've never seen battle battle each other. I like seeing it, man. Mm. You know, like I want to see Math versus Hollow. I want to see that battle. I want to see Math battle mm. Hollow. I want to see him battle Surf. I want to see him battle. Mm. I want to see him battle a Mook. I want to see Math get them battles. I want to see Math and Mook. I'm on. I Let me ask you a question. Battle. Would you have more interest in Math and Mook than Verb and Mook? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Math and Mook have Math and Mook. Me, that, that's just me being biased because of the whole mm. when Math battled could have murdered Mook. You know, remember that battle when he said that? Yeah. When yeah, he was battling yeah. Arsenal, you know what I'm saying? Right. Just just because of that mm-hmm. history. Um, 
I, I would I, that battle would mean more to me personally. But I have zero problems with Verb and Mook because Verb is one of the originators of the modern era of battle rap. So he definitely mm. deserve deserves a spot. Okay. All right. Well, that's our Mad Alpha versus Ill Will breakdown, man. And obviously, Mad Alpha is battling Av. Um, next couple of weeks, the Summer Madness, August 11th, he's battling Av on Summer Madness. So it's good to see Alpha back and doing his thugism, man. All right, my G, let's talk some hip hop, man. You and I have come from the era where we've heard people's names in hip hop. We might have never seen their face or whatever, this, that, and the third. Oh, we have in magazines and all that. We've heard rappers talk about certain executives in hip hop. We've heard name Russell Simmons. We've heard Rick Rubin. We've heard Jimmy Iveen. Slew of names we've heard throughout the executives. Some we've heard rappers and CEOs have, have you know, disdain for certain executives. I'm um, talking about Leo Cohen, sir. Um, he was recently on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy. And when I saw his name on The Breakfast Club, I clicked on it because we've heard his name throughout the years, since, what, early 90s? Is it safe to say that? We've heard Leo Cohen's name. He's been in the game for what, over 30-some-odd years, I believe, right? Uh-huh. He said it. He said he's, you been about... since, he's been there since 83. But it's funny, though, 83 when he was there, he was, his, name, his name was the name of Russell and the rest of those guys, was he? Or was he playing it back? I know he started off, he said in the, in the Breakfast Club interview, he started off as one DMC's road manager. He started off. It's Run Dempsey's manager because he was the only one that had a passport so he could go overseas with them. And that set it off. Shows you the impact of Run DMC. How, boy, how they really set off a lot of people's careers and, and, and hip-hop. Yo, my nigga, I would never take it. no Run DMC slander. Slander. You heard? Bars, nigga. Double entendre over here. Nigga, slander. Don't you ever disrespect Run DMC. Continue, my brother. My brother had to get that out. Get that out the way right there. No, Doggy Diamonds, you my man too. But Run DMC slander, that's, that should not be allowed in hip hop. It just should not be. Leo Cohen made it very clear. He started off Run DMC's manager. I mean, a road manager, whatever he was, because he had his passport. But um, before I even get to the actual interview, Charlemagne's energy was so different way different. He, to me, showed way too much reverence. Showing reverence and and actually interviewing someone are two different things. You don't have to be contentious or dismissive or attacking, but you can have a hip-hop conversation. And I felt what Charlemagne and the rest of them did with Lior is is what people do with Jay Z now, where they have so much reverence. Oh boy, here we go. Fear of saying anything. It's not here we go. It's how he. There was energy wasn't the same. What do you mean here we go? Let me ask you. Let me ask you about the energy of Charlemagne. Ask Jay Z. Can I ask you about Cameron (laughs) Dissing? Why do you have to ask a rapper about the number one Dissing? That means you're not. You're not having a real, regular, free-flowing conversation. I agree. Where was I, look, can, I, can, I, can I? 
with Charlemagne. Can I, pick, can I piggyback on what you're saying about that? Because it's funny you saying that, Watson. You said, like, let's be real. Jay Z's my one of my favorite rappers of all time, but I don't like when I don't care if it's Hove. I don't even, I, listen. If Torrey went through that shit, let's be real. Niggas will give you questions, ask you a question, you gonna ask them, my nigga, before interviews. We got a show here, a little t- tiny show here, and I go through that shit with battle rappers sometimes. I ain't gonna say their names, but I, you know this for facts. I mean, you talk behind the scenes about this shit. There's been battle rappers who ask me, and league owners, yo, what question you gonna ask me? And I get pissed off about that shit. And let me tell y'all niggas something also. I've turned down interviews because niggas have done that to me. Because I can't ask you a certain question like my nigga. I have to ask this question, bro. And then the nigga will be like, I don't even respond back to them. I don't even respond back to them, Watson. I just keep it moving. Like, I, can't, I can't ask you X, Y, and Z. So niggas have done that to me. I don't co-sign that. But also, has Charlemagne's energy, has it gone down because of the situation that We've heard about him as a recent that maybe he can't, he feels that he can't throw stones at anybody no more. So his energy is a little bit different because of his situation. Nope. I think that, uh, he just, he just had too much reverence for Leo because of who Leo is. It'd be equivalent if, if Russell Simmons was up there, if some iconic figure in hip hop is up there, the energy changes because they, they have, so much different levels of respect. And he didn't respect them. Imagine Leo Coleman telling me and you, do you know who Houdini is? You don't know who Houdini is. <laughs> yeah, I got feelings. I said, we was listening to hip-hop before you knew what hip-hop was. Let's be clear on that, Leo. Yeah, Leo. I, we'll check you. Yo, my nigga, Leo, you got the right niggas, man, because ain't no way. Me and this nigga would probably look at each other and look at this nigga like, dog, who you think you're talking to, bro? Like, I ain't having that, my nigga. There's one thing I, I, could, I could, when it comes to this hip-hop shit, me and Watson ain't playing that, do you know? Do you know who, especially from the 80s and 90s, do you know what? Huh? But I did like how Angela, Angela especially, I felt she caught more feelings because, let's be real, Angela is hip-hop, my nigga. So, you know what I'm saying? I look, I think she got more hip-hop in her vein and souls more than Charlamagne. That's and you know, Charlamagne didn't even seem like he was upset about it. Me and you would have been like, hold on, we got to stop right I caught feelings. We would have had a conversation about hip-hop from Sugar Hill Gang to Houdini. You yes. got that established before Facts. we even moved on, because I'm not letting you Facts. try to interview us like we suckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you said some stuff on there that exposed a lot, one of the things he said, he said he made a mistake signing Houdini over the Red Hot Chili Peppers. People ain't that. I'll it. But at the time, Houdini was big stars at the time in hip-hop. Now, of Thanks. course, in the long run, Red Hot Chili Peppers became one of the biggest rock and roll groups of all time. Yes, but yes. But at that time, you didn't know that. Flea, Flea, and the boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't know that at that time. They, everybody no. was unsigned. Come on. Uh, West Coast guys, how y'all feel that, you know, he had to get West Coast acts to come out there? Wow. No disrespect mm. to y'all, but how do y'all feel about that? That y'all had to get the New York rappers to be out there. Don't do that, my nigga. Don't do that. You try to don't throw, you try, you throw you throw shade. Don't throw shade at the okay. West Coast, my nigga. Am I throwing shade? There's a show called <laughs> Snowfall that talks about the beginning of the crack era. It is in 1983. The only hip-hop they play is New York hip-hop in that show. 
They play the treacherous three. They play the funky four plus one. They they are playing New York hip hop in California, Los Angeles, eighty three. Why is that? Come on, man. Listen, I got to get that part. Now, let me ask you this. He, he, he said a lot in a lot. You know what I'm saying? In my serve ways. Um, when he talked about CDs and he was glad CDs are done, Um, how did you feel, being that you came up from the CD tape era, really, to the CD era? Like, I guess that as an executive, was, he's looking at that what? fascinating. Yo, that was fascinating to me because, you know, you never think of CDs that way, that they, they're they expensive and they're costly. You know, you have to make them, you have to ship them, you have to have a distributor, you have to have a warehouse. But see, the only problem I have with him saying he hates the CD, you could say the same thing about cassette tape and vinyl. The same with, with thing he said about CDs, you could say about vinyl and cassettes because you still have to manufacture them and ship them. Yes. So when he said that, I'm like, all right, but you can say the same thing about records. Like, that's a weird beat. Yo, my nigga, and it just, think about that for a second. Me and you went from vinyl to tape to CD to, to iPod to music in your phone now to laptop when you're using your laptop. Like, we went through. Are you really digest that, bro? Just, to, just, to just listening to an album on YouTube and streaming it, you don't even have to buy it. You can just hear it that's every weird. day you want. You put the guy's <laughs> name in. Yeah, the, the whole feel of music and consumption is different. And the thing I yeah. didn't like about how he was saying it was, you've made multi-millions of hip-hop. Like you said, people ask you, how do you get your money? And you say, sucker MCs. Uh, once again, Doggy Diamonds, Mad Slander. When people ask him, how do you get money or how are you here? He would mm-hmm. respond, sucker MCs. That's how he respond to that. Um, and he also said, it's my thing. Now, when he said that, EPMD. nobody EPMD. I smiled. I smiled at EPMD a little bit. I would have said, I mean, what do you mean it's my thing? Now, that was a jewel to me because I'm like, what did he mean by that when he said it's my thing? Now, I remember EPMD was on sleeping bag records, but what did he have to do with bringing EPMD to the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never knew. Right. You know, well, EPMD was on Def Jam. Remember now, they won Def Jam yeah, for but, a while. But it's my thing wasn't on Def Jam. They moved. No, but he probably liked that song so much, though. That you know what I'm saying. That that well, hold on. After it's my thing, didn't they go to Def Jam after that? After that? No, era, after that. No, um, no, no, no. They did not go to Def Jam after that. They was on that independent thing for the first two albums. Strictly business and unfinished business. And, uh, unfinished business. Okay, so after Rampage, then. So what's my after Rampage and you know, LL and all that then? So, so Rampage, yeah, Rampage. And Gold Digger, and Gold Digger and all that. Yeah. So when he said, it's my thing, I'm just like, it was, they just put it this way, man. No, this dude just sat there. You can't drop no, try to drop no 80s gems, and then you just stand there like, okay, we're listening to you drop wisdom on us. I was like, hold up, you you had something to do with it. Even if they were, it's my thing, or when they eventually moved to death. Like, we would have had to get that shit settled right there on the spot. Right. Man, you were talking about it. You didn't talk about it. I'm like, how y'all mm. letting him just say shit? And y'all not talking. No response. And then he did say, stop interrupting me. Stop interrupting me. I said, nah, my man, I got to interrupt you. I, you're on the <laughs> show. 
to talk your history, I need to get some clarification here. You're not just going to yes. ramble shit and create your own history like there's no, there's no other history to it. I felt you know? that he was trying to control the narrative more than a breakfast club. You know what I'm saying? He, he, went up, he, he, seemed, he seemed kind of tense. Hold on. He seemed kind of tense and all that. And that tells me that he knows the history of the Breakfast Club. And I felt that he felt Charlemagne and them was going to go a little bit harder pause than they did. Because a lot of people are saying they felt the Breakfast Club went light on Leo Cohen. Like, he probably tried to mind fuck, he probably tried to mind fuck them. And when you're an executive and people say you're a culture vulture, game is good. I'm going to keep it real. His talk game is good. And obviously, it's good. He's been around black culture. He's an executive. Let's be real. Let me ask you this, though. He talked about his 300 entertainment, right? And when he signed, I didn't even, I didn't even really notice. Uh, Fetty Wap, Migos, and Young Thug. I know Thug was under his umbrella. But I didn't even know Migos and Fetty Wap was under his tutelage, though. I did not know that. And Rich the Kid. And Rich the Kid. And Rich the Kid. Okay. And Rich the Kid is beef, and Rich the Kid wants out. 300 yeah, he wants out. Like the first culture mm-hmm. album. Um, but now he's in YouTube, and let me just say this: he was shamelessly promoting YouTube, shamelessly. <laughs> That's what he really was up there for. Uh, he was mm-hmm. up there to promote YouTube music, and he promoted CEO of YouTube now. Jesus Lord, and he promoted the shit out of it. And and here's where Culture Vulture thing come in. My executive said we need somebody to bridge the gap between us and music. And you know what they did? Mm. They went and got a white executive to do it who represents black artists and black culture. They didn't get a black person to come do it. They didn't get a black executive to come do it. They got Leo Cohen, a white guy. Um, he named people on his team when he was like Kevin and stuff. So I'm like, is he talking about Kevin Lyles? You know what I'm saying? Remember when he said Kevin? Yes. He was just naming yes. people. I think it's Kevin and I'm Lyles wondering, did he, did, he take, did he take the, you don't think it's Kevin Lyles? When he said Kevin? Yes, I thought it was Kevin Lyles. That's I'm what came in my I'm mind, Kevin Lyles. Like, I'm wondering if he took like some old Def Jam crew, like the people during his, his uh, 90s era, his late mid, right. mid to late 90s era. Okay, now let's get to the real talk. The Dame Dash talk. Okay, let's go. Give me your Give me your take on – no, there's two things I'm going to talk about. No, before we get to Dame Dash, let's get to the point where he said, where he was going on and on about, if somebody comes with a cup of lean, I'm against it, opioid, and he was talking against drug use. And then, by the way, as soon as he – while he was talking all of this, I was like, you had the biggest drug use offender in the history of hip-hop. When are they going to say DMX? Finally, no, so they said DMX. Finally, Charlemagne said DMX, but the way he said it was no energy. He said it like he didn't want to say it. He was like, but um, didn't, didn't you uh, have, wh- what about DMX? What do you mean? Yeah, but you know what, though? But to credit Charlemagne, though, I agree with you. He might not want to say it, though. When you say it, because I do interviews and I, and I watch interviews, I understand you got to speak your mind. I get that part. I thought Charlemagne was trying to say it in a sense of, you're right, the energy wasn't there. when he, I totally agree with you, Watson, everything you're saying, right? I felt that he wasn't trying to say it in a condescending way or have malice intent with the way he was saying it. So to credit to him, he tried to make say, say it light, so to speak, but here's still said why. it, though. Credit here's to him, why. though, he still said it, though. Here's, here's why I'm, I had a problem with even the way he said it. All right. What if Charlemagne didn't say DMX? 
and he just let Leo Cohen keep talking about how but he said it though he is and if an artist doesn't use drugs. No, no, but, but, but he said it though. His credit, he said it though. Bullshit response. Right. Well, there were two Earls. There's Earl. He's a. We all know the story. Me and you, yes, we know the do. story. It's well documented. Know about DMX and his addiction yes. and what he did and what Def Jam did to cover it and hide it. Yes. Knowing he Wait, was doing on. this, generated so much is, money for them that they overlooked it, and Leo Cohen knew about all of it. And you said, but this is when they were talking about talent versus issues, though, Watson. This is when they were talking about talent versus issues, and when issues, whether it's legal issues, whether it's drug issues, whether it's just any kind of vices or, of, of issues. And he said he always take the, the issues. I mean, he take, take the talent over the issues. Talent. Well, you, always, you can say that in sports also. You can say the same thing in sports. Jerry Jones, they say all the time, like, how many guys he puts on his team to have crazy charges where he'll bring them to their team anyway, and he'll take the talent over the issues. Well, listen, the reason why Jameis Winston, the, the Winston is not waived is because Lawrence of his Taylor. potential. Lawrence Taylor. LT. Michael Irving. Michael Irving. Michael Irving. Now, we can go to the list here, you know. We, we could do Doc this all Lillard. day. You know, Dwight, Dallas, there you go. We could do this all day. Yeah. Facts. So, okay. Super facts. So, um, okay, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about DJ Envy being a DJ and, and, and when you have hip-hop people <laughs> in there, his lack of interaction? When well, it you comes and I have been saying this for over a year, though, son. Haven't we been saying this? I feel like we've been saying this over a year. You and I feel like Envy should be more polished in hip-hop between the, between the three, no? In, in the pecking order, be Envy, Angela Yee, then Charlamagne. For not me, only, that's the order of knowledge only, for me. Not, not only because Envy was in the building with them. Yes, he was in the building. Yes. This is where really he goes, look, Envy was front line and center. He was on the front line of a right. lot of this hip-hop stuff. And it's right. like he's there, man. And he contributes nothing to the conversation. <laughs> nothing. You wouldn't oh, know if there was anyone. Okay, now let's get the Dame Dash thing. If there was anyone in there who could have just had a real conversation about to uh, Leo when he was like, who's Dame Dash? It was Envy. Envy used to DJ the Dame Dash mixtapes. Facts, but I think Charlamagne asked. I think Charlamagne asked better questions, though. I think Charlamagne asked better hip hop questions, though. It's funny, though. I feel Envy knows more hip hop now, hip hop than Charlamagne, but Charlamagne asked better questions, though. He asked better when questions, Envy though, bro. Said, when and when when he said, "Who is Dame Dash?" There was nothing Charlamagne could bring to that conversation more than DJ Envy. DJ Envy was there. He was the DJ, and. You can't let him say, I don't know who Dame Dash is. You can't let him say, and then when he said, hey, if I'm your friend, can you let somebody outside break your friendship up? Yeah, you can. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. How do you think groups get broken up? How do you think yeah. groups get broken up all the time? When it's a great group yeah. and that lead singer or rapper ends up leaving that group. Who do you think broke that shit up? 
Yeah. The person who sees the most talented person and they get in their ear and be like, yo, you, dog, you got to go solo. Just money to be Bobby made. Brown. You Bobby Brown went through that shit. Ralph Tresvant went through that shit and with this shit. Yeah, we've seen it. Everybody goes through it. Um, so yeah. What did you think about him saying he doesn't know who Dame Dash is? It's, it's, it's a lot of ways you can look at this, right? You can look at it like this. He knows Dame has not had good words for him at all. Dame has made it known. There's two cats. I always hear Dame talk about Watson, and he puts the culture vulture title next to the names. One is Leo Cohen and another gentleman by the name of Harvey Weinstein. I've always heard Dame always shit on those, those two particular dudes right there, right? So with that being said, Leo knows he can't win a chess game of the war of words with Dame. You know what I'm saying? He knows he's going to lose that battle because Dame won't fire off. So he got to tread light. So he could have he could have cleaned that up a little bit and said, I don't want to talk about that, right? I don't want to talk about that situation. He could have he said that. Not in saying that you don't know him, who's that guy. Come on, there's pictures floating around, Leo, of old school pictures of you and um, Dame and all that, my G. Hugging up, smiling, shucking and jiving and all that. You know what I'm saying? So let's be clear on that. There's pictures floating around here. Oh, now let me get now. Now hit the flip side. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Dame Dash was on the Breakfast Club and all they did was badger Dame Dash with Jay Z yes. questions? And Dame Dash yes. said, "I haven't been with him in over 15 years. Why y'all keep asking me that? You see that? You see the difference? So yes. why was there so much respect for Leo Cohen, but Dame Dash, who was in part of the greatest uh, resurgence of Def Jam, because that's when Def Jam had to redo a resurgence." Because Bad Boy That's had overtaken them in that, during that period. Oof. Jeff Roy had overtaken them during that period. And the DMX, Daisy, Ja Rule, Irv Gotti era brought them back. Mean. Dame mean. was a central major figure mean. in that resurgence. For Leo Cohen, like, I don't know him. Oh, can you talk about him? And then all this kind of stuff. Somebody got to speak. Somebody has to talk. You, you just can't let him just sit there. It's like, it's like, What's gonna happen? Is they gonna are they gonna lose their job if they just ask him questions? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think we're in the era anymore when when they say Jay Z got niggas fired and people got fired from radio stations and all that. I don't think that era is that is that still going on in hip hop. We've heard stories of people getting fired, radio's personalities getting fired. I think Charlamagne they made jokes about. I don't know if it's a joke or if it's true about getting Charlamagne fired before. They've made jokes about that before in the Breakfast Club. I don't know how true that is. But, yeah, there was a little bit of shookness behind that. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, Leo Cohen, um, let's be Leo real, my dude. You just look like a fake dude, my dude. You just look like a straight... You've ex- Should I use the word exploit the black culture to capitalize off what you want? Or can you look at it? He loves the black culture. There's so many ways you can look at it. Or he loves the black the culture. Thing. He was one of the first I, white I dudes like supporting it. hip-hop first when it wasn't cool. There's a lot of ways you can look at it. Oh, I'm playing both sides now. I'll tell you what Jim, he said. He called himself the mayor of Alphabet City. You know, I wanted to hear more New York City gems. Like, I like hearing Me stuff too. like that. Like, Me when too. he was like, yo, I'm in Alphabet City, and I'm like, you know, like, I didn't know there was this intense hip-hop scene in Alphabet City. This is news to me. You know what I'm saying? You know, we think mm-hmm. hip-hop, you know, we think in our, our hoods. You know, I didn't know Alphabet City. Alphabet City's a part of Manhattan. The people don't know. It's not Harlem. It's not Brooklyn. It's not South Bronx. It's a place that has everybody lives there. Hispanics, whites, 
it was like low and, and that and and the ever he's talking about it was it it was like low, it was it was put it this way it was low income there was a lot of enroll underground clubs there like I put it this way that was that was news to me when he told me that you know I, I also gems he dropped is when he talked about um Rick Rubin. Who doesn't get enough box, in my opinion? Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't I, do, I don't agree with that. I think he gets his props. I think he gets his props. I'm not going to give him more props than he deserves. Yeah. I think he gets his props, though. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, though? I see Professor Griff responded to... um. Another I sent thing. you the link. I don't know if you had time talked, to listen to, listen to that. He talked about, um, when he talked about uh, everybody wanting him to fire a public enemy because he's Jewish. Yeah. And Professor Griff. Now, here's what he did not tell you. They fired Professor Griff. Yep. Leo niggas looking at Chuck B. Funny Style. Hold on. Story. Truth be told, man, niggas was looking at Chuck Funny Style when it happened, though. That's why I'm saying when Leo Cohen says that Public Enemy went on this crazy something and everybody wanted me to drop Public Enemy, you didn't drop Public Enemy because they were your biggest selling act, and at the at the end of the day, you cared about dollars and your bottom line and the That's money it. they generated. Public Enemy. And he said it himself. I got to pay the bills. He said it himself in an interview. I got to pay the bills Public and all that. Enemy, A lot of hypocrisy what, in that. But but what he does not, what he did not tell y'all was that. He made Public Enemy fire Professor Griff. That happened. They got rid of Professor Griff because of his rant against Jewish people or whatever he said. Yep. But I remember that. So he tried to act like is what? He, he's he, Jewish. He tried to act like he tried to act like, oh, they wanted me to fire Public Enemy, but I didn't. I took I took Chuck D to the to the whatever he said he did. Holocaust he or whatever he said. I think it was Chuck 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 got rid of Professor Griff. Y'all made there was repercussions for that. It wasn't like they got away unscathed. One of their key members got booted. You know? I ain't going to hold you, though. I would love to see Professor Griff and Dame Dash on a breakfast club together. I would love to see that. No, they they don't have to be together. They can separately do it. Because, remember, Professor Griff... No, I want to see them together. I like the back and forth, though. I want to see the back and forth. But it won't happen. With both of them, it won't happen with both of them. Because... I, man, the breakfast, club is a horrible place to, the breakfast Club is a horrible place to get hip-hop information, man. Because anybody it, You know what? It's not, I want to say horrible. I want to say horrible because they got gems in there. Let's be with it. Breakfast Club got a lot of gems in, in a lot of shows. We have start, to pick the gems you know? and then me and you elaborate on the gems. <laughs> That's all. Gem we just got to sprinkle. We just got to sprinkle. Every, you know, we're just too old and about niggas. So, yeah. And we just sat there. And we just sat there. And we know how much nonsense Leo was saying. And just sat there. This guy's horrible, man. I told you, man. When I say hip-hop movie is dead, I am not lying. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right, man. It's the Breakfast Club. That was very interesting. I see a lot of people talking about that particular interview. Um, let's talk some NBA, my dude. <sighs> 
what is the um, so-called president? <sighs> if you live under the rock, obviously we've seen LeBron James has recently opened up a school in Akron, Ohio. Um, the same blocks that he's walked through when he was a little youngster. And for him at 33 years of age to actually do something like this, watch, open up a damn school, my nigga. And, and all the um, perks that come with the school, whether it's um, whether lunch and um, I forgot, there's a lot of things that come with this, my dude. You got to bear me for a second here before I get into that. But obviously LeBron James, did it. he's been doing an interview run. You know, he's been doing running around press a lot. Um, and he was on CNN with Don Lemon, obviously. And, you know, we know about the word, him calling the president um, a bum. And for a guy like LeBron James to say that, you know, we had certain athletes say that, and they might not be in the top tier, so to speak. And I always talk about the messenger who it's coming from. And obviously when a guy like LeBron James says that, or even a guy like Michael Jordan would never say that, um, first off, what do you think about LeBron James getting in school and then Trump commenting on Donald Trump, I mean, LeBron's interview with Donald Lemon? Donald, uh, LeBron James is unprecedented in what he's doing. He's the rarest athlete I've ever seen in my life. In the era of the Floyd Mayweather Jr., me, 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 money, money, money. Let me take my money and open up strip clubs because that's what Floyd Mayweather does with his money. In the era of Kobe, it's all about me. It's all about basketball, only basketball. It's, 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 it's basketball or death. LeBron James is showing that not only did he not forget where he came from, he's putting millions back into where he came from. And he's doing it in a way that is, to me, the most inspiring thing I've ever seen. My respect level for LeBron James is the highest respect level I can have. LeBron James does not have to do this. He does not have to do this. Plenty of athletes, just like LeBron, came from low-income areas. And when they leave, they never look back. But when LeBron was coming up, it shaped him. And he said, if I ever get the opportunity to make things right, I'm going to do it. I mean, I have nothing but praise for this man, nothing but absolute praise. And to me, this is what is going to separate him and put him on the, the, the Kaepernick Ali level, stuff like this. This, what he's doing, this is bigger than sports. way beyond basketball because he's doing it not when he retires and trying to figure out what would right. be an analyst job to get. He's doing it at the height of his career when he has the most power and exposure. We've never seen an athlete do this. Everything Magic has done, Magic did after he stopped playing NBA basketball. So the Magic, y'all know, building all these, you know, the Starbucks, the movie theaters, all these franchises, doing stuff. But don't make it sound that like that. You're saying it. Don't, don't make it sound like that. It's still a good thing, though, my G. Don't, don't do that. You sound like, you know, you know. I sound like, what What am I saying that's not true? Everything matters. No, you, it's it's absolutely true you're saying. What you're saying. Okay. You and that is why like, I'm saying LeBron is <laughs> unique, and I put him on a different level. Okay. That is why 
LeBron James is unique, and I put him on because athletes at the height of their career don't do this, and he's doing it. That's why he's elevated past these athletes. Let me give you an example. Our president, your president, not mine. Not my president. But not mine. Fuck out of here, nigga. Fuck around with you. Who love him and support him, not me. Um, in the interview with Don Lemon, he asked him, would you meet with Trump? And, and LeBron said, no, I won't meet with him because he's, he uses athletes to divide this country. If any of you guys know what Donald Trump is doing, he is attacking and stunning the NFL players. He's stunning them. He's daring them to challenge him and his white owners like Jerry Jones and the owner of Houston and the owner of Miami, and they letting all these millionaire black men know, we own y'all, and y'all going to do what we say. And then you got Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott coming out and echoing everything Jerry Jones yeah. and Jerry Jones' yeah. son says. Right? Now compare that to LeBron, who's like, what? Different. I'm coming out and I'm speaking my mind. Where NFL players, the NFL players who spoke their mind, they're not in the league. They blacklisted. Eric Reed out 20 but, years old. Come, come let me ask you a question. Out. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. When you're a guy in your, you've been here since 2003, and, you, and I'm just comparing the two now, a guy like Dak Prescott, a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, they're young cats. You can mind fuck them in a sense. In, in a sense. You think LeBron would have still had his stance back, let's say, in his second year, 2005, 2006? I can only, I can only I can only say how he's how he's how he's doing now. Mm-hmm. But so Trump, you know why it's an easy why the NFL is the easy target for Donald Trump, the president, because the owners got his back. The white NFL players that all you battle rap guys love so much because y'all love your <laughs> football. You white favorite quarterback, they never riding for us. None of them are supporting us outside of Chris Long. Where are yeah. the white quarterbacks? None of them are Eagles. supporting us and riding. Right? So mm-hmm. that's why Trump could do this. But Trump is finding out you can't ride on LeBron. Nope. Nobody's going to let that happen. Nobody's NBA playing that shit, my nigga. NBA is completely different. You're on the NFL because you know you got Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott that's going to toe the line. It ain't happen mm-hmm. like that. NBA players won't meet you. They're not going to be like. The NFL Super Bowl teams that run and meet you are so happy to shake your hand. No, but hold on. To be, to be fair, but, but to be fair now, to be fair to watch, I hear what you're saying. But and I, and I would say I don't have the numbers and the analytics in front of me. I wish I could get those numbers of NBA champions. You know when they win the championship and they go, a lot of guys are declining to go to the White House to meet with Trump. You see football players decline not to go. Also, to be fair now. A lot of cats are declining to go meet with Trump. Not enough. They meet. Not enough. I agree. Not enough. I totally agree. Not enough. I totally agree. Not enough. Let me explain something to you. But it speaks speaks volumes that a lot of people are not willing to meet with this dude. As much as people try to hate on Obama, all those white guys are still going to fucking the White House. And the large majority of them are still going to the White House. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the white players are going to meet him also. Not Tom of Tom Brady, of course. Come on now. Uncle Tom? No pun intended. So, um, LeBron James is, what he's doing with this school is nothing short of just amazing. And the reason why people are praising it is because this 
about any great black athlete or any – yeah, let's think of all the great black athletes in our lifetime. At the height of their career, would they do this? LeBron James is still going to be in the league for another five to six years. Yes. Like, he, he, and he's doing it now. Word. And he's putting millions back into where he came from. That's that's. Come on, man. Uh, so I, I I really uh, really really respect what he's doing, man. And it puts him, and this is what puts him to me over. This is why he's the premier. He's the number one athlete in America by far. He's the nah, number one athlete in America. People are saying because of this move, he's the greatest basketball player, even over Jordan, because of this move. As I got to be fair now, as much as I love this move, I still wouldn't put him on just basketball over 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 Mike. Does your school put him over Jordan? I see a lot of people saying that. It's, but it's not it's not on the school. Just look at everything. His life and how he's lived it, and he's achieved as a basketball player. I personally mm-hmm. put him over Jordan easily. Jordan is strictly basketball. The reason why Muhammad Ali is the vi- Floyd Mayweather has a better record than Muhammad Ali. Floyd Mayweather's never lost. Nobody that I know considers Floyd Mayweather greater than Muhammad Ali. And he's not greater than Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali sacrificed mm-hmm. for people that he loved, which is black people. And he spoke out. About ra- everything Colin Kaepernick is doing, Muhammad Ali did that on a regular basis. That's why Muhammad Ali is revered and looked up greater than someone like a Marvin Hagler. Even though Marvin Hagler had a better record. So me personally, I absolutely put LeBron over Mike. Now, here's where it gets crazy. The president brought Mike into the conversation. He brought Michael Jordan into the conversation. After he dissed LeBron, he said, I like Mike. To basically say, I don't like you, LeBron. You're dumb. I like Michael Jordan. You think Michael Jordan's going to say anything? Nope. Nope. Republicans still by Jordans, right? Isn't that what he's probably going to say that, right? I don't want to take a shot at Mike. I'm just having fun here, but. No, I don't believe Mike's going to say anything. I'll take a shot at Mike. Mike don't give a fuck about no black community because why people used to get killed for them. All right? So give me a break. This ain't about praising Mike. Everybody can no, but I, it's, not, it's not Mike's fault that niggas are killing themselves over Jordans, though. I don't want to put, you're going to put that on Mike, though. Let me tell you what I'm saying about dumb Mike. Because dumb Michael niggas Jordan. decide to want to kill each other with sneakers. That's on niggas. That's Michael on dumbass niggas who does that. I'm not putting Michael, it on Jordan. No, no, no. I'm not putting that. And this is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that Michael Jordan is not the kind of person LeBron is. LeBron is about community and giving back, bringing up the people with him and making them succeed. That's who he is. He brought up his goddamn five best friends, his high school team, and made them all succeed and made them elevate with them. You don't hear no stories like that with Mike. The only story you hear about Mike is that he's a gambling addict and a serial cheater. And that's the shit out of fucking chameleon air. And Spike Lee was embarrassed. And everybody was like, that's just how he is. Give me a break with Mike. What LeBron did is amazing. And I salute him. Right. And I put him over Mike because of this. All right. Um, 
Let's talk some Kevin Durant, much. I see a lot of talk with KD, man. You know, <laughs> they label him the sensitive basketball basketball player. Um, you hear him on on Ben Simmons podcast. I love. I listened to that shit at least a couple times already, man. He shouts out the Block Boys. Are we Block Boys? I don't want to be labeled a block boy, man. Fuck basketball, KD. Come on, man. Yo, KD, man, they say you listen to everything, my G. If that's the case and you do listen to everything, yo, please feel free to come to PSA Hip Hop, my dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, What do you think about the KD slander? Is it warranted? Some of it true? What do you think? No, it's not. The KD slander is not warranted. Back-to-back NBA champion, back-to-back MVP of the finals. How do you slander that? Me and you just watched the video. KD is the premier, most unstoppable, unguardable force in the NBA right now. Offensively, there's nobody better than him. In USA, everybody was trying to guard him, and he was treating them like garbage. Right? Yeah. Yes. Kevin Durant talks. People are getting on Kevin Durant because in the era of social media, he decides to hit back at trolls. When he was using a different account and got caught out there, everybody was like, oh, you're using a different account. I don't Everybody co-sign a fake account thing, no, my G. I don't you co-sign heard. a fake I, account thing, man. I don't either. I don't either. And he got slandered for it. I don't either. Well, guess what? He's he deserves. Now he's taking you straight up. So now what's the problem? Now what's the problem? He's clapping back from who he is. So what's the issue now? It's not an issue, but some people will say that, KD, you don't need to respond to some of these niggas, like, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, My nigga. Like, like, I don't even respond to it. I just got a little last show here. You're not everybody I respond to it. I got a little last show. You got a little last show here, bro. There's just some niggas who troll you. I got niggas trolling me every day on some little shit here, here and there. I don't respond to, respond to certain niggas, man. I think I'm better than niggas. It's just that, yo, do I really want to have to back and forth about dumb shit? Because you, you feel a but certain way about certain things that I've said. Like, it, it, it is it, dumb to it, me. It's not dumb shit. So it, it is dumb. Because you got you to weave out the trolls. No, my nigga. It's not. So it's not dumb to KD. And if KD decides that's what he wants to do, why can't he do it? If you got ignorant people saying you're a clown. And the person he did it to, he has a history with. She was a fanatical OKC fan. And she used to dick ride KD for years. She was a fanatical KD fan. When KD left. This woman had a fucking nervous breakdown and went crazy. She immediately turned on him and went to slander him as as, as hard as anyone has ever. So you know what? He responds. KD can respond if he wants. Joel and B be on Instagram all day responding to people, talking shit to people. Nobody got shit to say because that's all Joel and B be doing. Joel and B on Instagram all day acting a damn fool. Why not? KD respond now? All of a sudden, it's topics on national shows. Doug Gottlieb don't like it. Skip Bayless don't like 